When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, New England Patriot fans got their wish, and now the offense could be in a lot of trouble. Pats Nation celebrated as Josh McDaniels headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. However, news dropped today that it's likely Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running the Patriots offense. And I wonder if Patriot fans are still happy. Plus, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians is furious in denying that there's any tension between him and Tom Brady. The XFL, well, it's a thing again, but unlike Vince McMahon, The Rock and that new ownership group have decided to partner with the NFL rather than try to create the best product. Antonio Brown, well, he's at it again. He took to Instagram in an expletive-laced rant against Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And lastly, that 2019 draft still haunts Pat's nation. Every time we have to watch Nikhil Harry take the field, the three-year experiment is over. And it is time for New England to finally cut their losses. What's up, kids? My name is Ray Rowden. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I am what you can call a New England Patriots super fan, but uh, I always find my way to talk about these six-time Super Bowl champions. But I don't just talk about the Patriots. I discuss the entire NFL, no matter what time of year it is. I'm always here to give you your football fix. I am also a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, as well as over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. And if you are a fan of the Dear Pats Nation podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, why don't you head on over to RayRoute.com, that's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com, and you'll find all the latest episodes of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, plus my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out RayRoute.com, that's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com, and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And hey, if you're looking for exclusive Dear Pats Nation content, head on over to my Patreon page and become a loyalty club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks for joining the Patreon page. You get the live video version of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. You get direct access to me. Send me a message and I guarantee I'll answer you. Your comments and questions are guaranteed to be answered on every episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Plus, every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all of the Loyalty Club members. So for only $5 a month, you get exclusive videos, you get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday Night Hangout. So come check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Sports. And with that being said, let's get this show started. And we're going to kick it off by looking at some of those Patreon comments and questions. We only got one tonight, and it comes from our boy Alex who says, do you think the Patriots will re-sign Nick Folk or get somebody else in free agency? You know, Alex, that's a very good and difficult question to answer because if you've looked the last two seasons, 
the Patriots have done their best to try and replace Nick Folk. They drafted that Rossenhauser kid uh, a couple years ago, the one who ended up having the racist tattoo, and uh, he didn't end up making the team. I think they took him like in the fifth round of the draft. And then this year, they brought in that other kid whose name is escaping me, who actually made the team over Nick Folk. And then Folk was re-signed, and that kid was sent down to the practice squad. So I feel like the Patriots are trying to replace him. Nick Folk's older. I don't know how many years he has left with the team, so you need to take that into consideration. I mean, they're probably going to be replacing Jake Bailey this year. Bailey's got a $4 million uh, cap hit. They would have the option of maybe cutting him, hoping that nobody claims him for that money, and then re-signing him to a better deal. He is on a rookie deal, so he's not able to... Uh, they're not able to extend him on a rookie deal. He has to be released and re-signed. Uh, but as for Nick Folk, I think that the Patriots will make contact with him. He has already expressed a desire to play in the National Football League next year. However, you have to assume that the Patriots will be looking at the draft, whether it's using a draft pick or picking somebody up as an undrafted free agent. As good as Nick Folk has been, and yes, Bill Belichick loves consistency, and consistent has been Nick Folk the last two seasons. They've also been trying to get younger at that position for two seasons. Nick Folk just keeps beating them out. So I do think they're going to try and find a kicker. However, I do believe they're also going to re-sign Nick Folk, and they're going to let those guys battle it out. Or they're going to go with the other kid, again, whose name is completely lost on me right now, and I apologize for that. but. Uh, he's still kicking around the team. He was on the practice squad this year. So I could see the possibility of him and Nick Folk competing again. However, if you also look, though, Bill Belichick brings in punters and kickers every year, even when the position seems solidified. So, yeah, I, I could very well see Nick Folk re-signing a contract with the Patriots, but I could also see uh, Bill Belichick... Uh, replace him. And the other kicker, by the way, thank you to producer Mike, is Quinn Nordeen. Or Norden to some people, but it's actually Nordine. So yeah, so Alex, I hope that answers your question. It was a bit of a non-committal answer, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, okay, guys, we're going to get into our first story here, which is a report that Joe Judge is, is expected to be and work with the quarterbacks in New England and still to come on the New England Patriot or the Deer Pass Nation podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about how Arians is upset with the far-fetched rumors of tension with him and Brady. Uh, the XFL is partnering with the NFL for innovation and player safety. Antonio Brown calls out Tom Brady and Bruce Arians on an expletive-filled ex, oh, Instagram post. And NFL writers believe that the Patriots should trade Nikhil Harry this offseason. But first, you know what we got to do? We got to bring in Mr. Two-Year Plan, Mr. Patriots Superfan as well, and our resident expert, Producer Mike. Producer Mike, how are you today, sir? Good. What's going on, Ray? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for saving me with that Quinn Nordine um, <laughs> comment. You're, as well. you're very welcome. It's funny. As I kept talking, I kept looking at the the chat, waiting for you yeah. to pop it up. So I was I was quite relieved with that. So uh, all right, producer Mike is here, and that means that we will be getting into our topics tonight. And let's look at our first story. So the New England Patriot fans uh, may start regretting all the celebrating that they did when former offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels left 
to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Pats Nation was growing frustrated with some what some saw as vanilla play calling. Uh, I do want to point out that many experts and former players touted McDaniels on how he worked with rookie quarterback Mac Jones. However, Pats Nation felt differently. Some Pats Nation believed they knew better. And they gave Josh McDaniels a swift kick in the behind on his way out. At 70 years old, Bill Belichick seems like he's in no mood to rebuild his coaching staff. And instead of bringing in new faces... Josh Alper of Pro Football Talk wrote uh, a story today in a piece today highlighting how Bill Belichick is sticking with what he knows instead of teaching the Patriots uh, the Patriots' way to new faces. Here's what he said, quote, When Joe Judge returned to the Patriots coaching staff after being fired by the Giants uh, as a head coach earlier this year, he was given the title of offensive assistant. That title didn't specify what area of the offense he'll be working in 2022, but it looks like he'll be interacting with Mac Jones in his return to New England. Albert Breer of SI.com reports that Judge expected to work with the team's quarterbacks. Breer reports that Patricia is also expected to be working with the offense for the Patriots this season. Patricia was the team's defensive coordinator before a two-plus season run as the Lions head coach and is reportedly going to be uh, assisting with the offensive line. Now, Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady. Hunter Henry isn't Rob Gronkowski. And Kendrick Bourne isn't Julian Edelman. Yet there are Patriot fans that are still expecting the same results. But that's why we're fans. Fan is short for fanatic. And... Fanatics don't always think rationally. I'm very curious to hear what Pat's nation thinks of these new revelations and whether or not they think perhaps New England is going to miss Josh McDaniels. Mike, clearly Bill Belichick has no desire to rebuild his coaching staff, which probably indicates that the Bill Belichick era may be coming to an end very soon in New England. Uh, We're also seeing no replacement for Josh McDaniels. Joe Judge working with the quarterbacks probably indicates that Judge will be making the offensive play calls. And I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Patricia has a say in the game plan. I have a two-part question for you. Number one, how do you feel about this news? And second, is Bill Belichick painting the picture that his coaching days may be over sooner rather than later? I think this is painting the picture more so that um, they may have faith in somebody internally. The name that some of us have heard um, is tight ends coach Nick Cayley kind of stepping into that play calling role. They may just not feel that he's ready. So um, I think the idea is to have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge assume some of those responsibilities while he gets acclimated to that role over a course of uh, this season and kind of take baby steps into growing him into that role. Um, as far as the Bill Belichick era being over, um, this could be one indication of it. We've talked about him, um, you know, not really rep- replenishing these guys at quite the rate we would want, but at the same time, Again, this could just be a matter of Josh McDaniels left at a at a strange time for them and took two um, offensive coaches with him that maybe they weren't expecting. 
Do you think that Bill Belichick is ready to pack it up? I don't. I really don't. I think he's got. I think he's got about three or three or so years left in him. I think he probably wants to see what this team can do on Max rookie deal. Do you think that's why he hasn't really planned for all the so basically the coaching exodus though? Because only three years. Why are you bothering to build your coaching staff from within, right? And and it's it's to me, it's like he doesn't even want to teach an outsider, you know, the way they do things. It's like let's just go with familiar faces and let's roll the dice and see what happens. This seems more of like the analogy I would make is like a family-run business, and maybe you know, like the one of the family members steps away, right? So instead of bringing somebody new in and kind of coaching them up, you go you know, you talk to the uncle and, you know, the other brother and the cousin and just go, okay, you know what, what he did. Let's try to hobble that all together. And I think that's a lot of what's, what's going on here is Bill, Bill has a very close circle of trust. So I think he's just trying to keep that, that near and dear to him, so to speak. I think they will let people in eventually. I think they're going to take baby steps to kind of letting people in. All right, well, fair enough. Hey, still to come on the Dear Pats Nation podcast, the XFL is partnering with the NFL for innovation and player safety. Antonio Brown has called out Tom Brady and Bruce Arians on an expletive-filled Instagram post, and NFL writers believe that the Patriots should trade Nikhil Harry this offseason. But first, we're going to take a look at this Bruce Arians story because, my gosh, is he fed up. Because don't look now, but perhaps everything wasn't all roses in Tampa Bay this season. Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians is not only denying rumors that there was tension between him and now-retired quarterback Tom Brady, Arians is flat-out angry by the allegations. However, this isn't the first time that Tom Brady has been in the middle of a story regarding tension with his head coach. Just look how his relationship with Bill Belichick ended. Now, regardless of what anybody thinks, Alex Chippen of The Score wrote that Arians is upset with the far-fetched rumor of tension with him and Tom Brady. Here's some of what Chippen wrote. Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians tore apart a rumor Saturday about his relationship with Tom Brady souring before the quarterback retired. Former NFL offensive lineman Rich uh, Ornberger tweeted Friday that tensions between Arians, Brady, and offensive coordinator Byron Lefwich contributed to the signal caller walking away. Ornberger, who played with Brady on the New England Patriots from 2009 to 2011, now hosts a radio show in San Diego. He tweeted that Arians routinely used a red pen to cross out parts of the game plan that Brady and Lefwich came up with when the coach joined the duo while he received treatment for his Achilles in the morning. Arians added that he was advised not to address any of the recent Brady speculation. However, the latest rumor made him so angry to stay silent. Now, if you head over to the score and read the entire article, Chippen includes some colorful, colorful expletives and quotes from Bruce Arians. So go check that out. But let's have the conversation because I'd love to, to know what everybody else thinks. Are you at all surprised that Bruce Arians is denying these rumors? And do you believe that there's any truth behind it? Mike, mm -hmm. rumors of Tom Brady 
not getting along with coaches isn't isolated to this situation. This is this is something that we have, uh, as Patriot fans, experienced firsthand before. So I want to ask you, do you think that is this a there's smoke, there's fire? Is there any truth to this rumor? I think there could be a little bit of smoke. I don't know if there's necessarily necessarily fire here. Um, you know, I believe, uh, you know, Leftwich and Brady could have come up with a couple game plans, and Bruce Arians kind of put the kibosh on some things, and maybe that made Brady upset. But listen, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I think if things were that tense, um, you'd see more of an effort by Leftwich maybe to leave. I don't know if things would have soured so bad that. Arians, or I'm sorry, Brady would have left because of this. But again, I, I think this is one of those things we'll almost never know. I just find it to be such a coincidence that here yeah. we are again. And the funny thing is, was the fan reaction to this was exactly what you would expect it to be. Right. It was people taking Tom Brady's side. Bruce Arians should have appreciated what he had. I believe we've heard this narrative before. Right. Uh, and I was watching Patriot fans giving their opinion, and I'm going to say they were probably weighing in harder than Tampa Bay fans were. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. However, a lot of them maybe used to be Tampa Bay fans or were Patriot fans, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, I just got a laugh, though, because I was like, replace Bruce Arians with Bill Belichick, and it's the same arguments that I've been getting for the last two seasons. Yeah, and one of the reasons it, it, I, I find it kind of strange is I think ultimately if there was that much tension, I think the Patriot, uh, the Patriots, I think the Buccaneers were more vested in Tom Brady at this point than they were Bruce Arians. Why, why not just have Byron Leftwich replace him if there was that much of an issue honestly you you invested so much in this guy and if you have so much faith in this guy move forward with somebody that he'll get along with yeah i just for me i just the the, the it makes me laugh just here we go again that's all yeah. i could think here we go again and who cares who's at fault here i completely agree with you at this point Bruce Arians isn't a long-term solution for you. Tom Brady wasn't a long-term solution for you. Go with the guy who's going to win now. Right. I just find it funny because I'm like, I've, I've heard this before. I've been here before. I've heard this exact same argument in the past. So it's, it's just really funny to come. Uh, yeah. Still to come here on the Dear Pat Station podcast, Antonio Brown calls out Tom Brady and Bruce Arians uh, with an ex expletive-filled Instagram post. And NFL writers believe that the Patriots should trade for Nikhil Harry this offseason. But I'm going to get into this deal because the or this story here that the XFL is actually partnering with the NFL uh, for innovation and player safety. It's not the deal that I was hoping for, but the NFL is partnering up with the XFL. Uh, though the deal is not intended to share players or use the XFL as a player development league, it's still an interesting deal that could see improvements on the for the on the field product for both leagues and basically the hopes is that it just makes football better now i've been a big supporter of the nfl launching a development league and it's my hopes that this partnership between the two leagues will eventually lead to that 
Daniel Valente of The Score wrote a piece explaining what the current partnership looks like. Here's what it is. Quote, the NFL and XFL have agreed to a partnership centered around innovation to innovating the sport and protecting the health of players, the later announced on Monday. The collaboration will involve physical and mental fitness programs, the studying of playing services and equipment, and the sharing of game trends and data. XFL president Russ Brandon told ESPN's Kevin Seifert that the league will act as a petri dish for the NFL to try out innovative ideas surrounding safety, officiating, rules, and development. The deal does not involve potential player sharing or the XFL being set up as a developer developmental league for the nfl according to seifert um like i said at the top i think that this partnership is a great step towards the nfl eventually moving towards some sort of development league uh, make sure you go to the score read what valente's entire article There's a lot of good quotes in there and a lot more information than what i'm talking about and what the partnership's going to look like uh but i do want to know what everybody else thinks let me know what you think about this partnership deal um what do you think it has to come and i want to know do you think that the NFL needs some sort of development league? And let's turn to producer Mike. Um, Mike, what do you think about this partnership? I think uh, I like it, different approach, right? Uh, Vince McMahon really was, when he launched the XFL, it was really to, I'm going to make the better product where the XFL now right. owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and a, a group of other investors are like, no, we're going to work with the NFL. Um, what do you think of this partnership? And do you think that the NFL needs some sort of development league, a farm system like the other professional sports teams have? Sure. Um, I think for health reasons, it's going to be good. You're probably going to see the, uh, you know, the NFL donate some money to these teams in the sense of, okay, we want to try um, different metrics, different equipment, different things on a very small scale to see uh, what the benefits to players are obviously um, like you mentioned the effects on trialing new rules and in the long-term uh, outcomes those may have listen this sounds like a great idea you know trialing even new equipment to see how it works for the players and how it helps keep keep them safe so um, yeah it's it's not the development league yet that I think we're all hoping for but yeah that is Again, the next step we all want, maybe get some players in there, these un people that would be undrafted free agents, get them into something, let them show off and potentially get them on a team and have them making a lot of money one day. It's always been a little weird to me that the NFL doesn't have some sort of develop. I know they had NFL Europe there for a while and there was sort of a system there, but I mean, I know that I've heard people say, well, that's what the practice squad is for, but you have limited yeah. players that you can put on the practice squad. Right. And I thought there's, you think about late bloomers, right? You think about guys who sort of kicked around practice squads, kicked around the NFL, and then all of a sudden they get an opportunity and boom, they bang out of the park. I wonder how many guys were, you know, okay to good college players who could be late bloomers in the NFL if they're given the opportunity to you know, continue to play. And we see a little bit of that with when the NFL goes and signs CFL players. These are guys right. who played college ball. Uh, maybe they kicked or they, maybe they're undrafted, kicked around a practice squad, got cut, went to the CFL, and then they get another opportunity. The Patriots just signed an offensive lineman from the CFL. Right. And I've just always, it's to me, it's always been weird that the NFL, like you could have an entire 53 man roster somewhere else of guys who, and when you're dealing with injuries, you know, you could have something in place like a, call-up system where you can call these guys up right so it's yeah. always been weird to me 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great for a lot of teams, especially for the example that you just mentioned, offensive line. If your offensive line, for some reason, if you have cluster in- injuries in that area, listen, your your main asset, your quarterback is potentially at risk. So to be able to call up players from a farm system would be great. And listen, for Patriots fans, this is near and dear to our hearts because what does Bill Belichick try to do every year? He t- tries to take at least one uh, UDFA and try to develop them. And, and we've had plenty of success with that. I think if, if the rest of the league kind of got a taste of that, that would really help this take off. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that you could put in a system where you have guys on two-way contracts so you can send them back and forth very much right. like you have with the practice squad. But I think it would be full years, two-way contracts. Um, maybe you can only call them up three times or something of that nature, you know, to yep. make it a little bit fair. So you don't, you know, cause then you're messing with the, 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 you could there's a, there's a lot of manipulation that can happen there like they but you can do it like the the practice squad where it's like okay on the third time if you send him back he goes on waivers has to clear waivers to go back like baseball right there's only right. so many it, times you can call a guy up yeah, yeah exactly no, I, I totally yeah i totally agree i don't know i don't know why and guys still to come here on the dear passation podcast we're gonna be talking about how an nfl writer believes that the patriots should trade Nikhil harry this offseason and i'm i can't wait to hear what mike has to say because he's been very vocal about that but first i want to look at this story that antonio brown has called out tom brady bruce arians and the tampa bay buccaneers with an expletive filled instagram post and stop me if you've heard this one before but antonio brown took to social media to call out his former team and former teammates uh brown apparently still isn't happy with tom brady the man who helped him get back into the nfl and who Brown has now called a liar in an expletive loaded rant on Instagram. Here's what AB said. They tried to hurt me intentionally at Buccaneers. Sent me out there knowing I was still hurt. Tom said he would throw it if I came to play hurt. I came. He didn't throw it. Imagine being hurt, having to play through this, and being lied to. Coach Bruce Arian said if I couldn't run on uh, this get the f out of here f all of you f still can't f stop me at nfl now it's a little unfortunate that this kind of behavior from antonio brown isn't even shocking anymore in fact it's kind of expected i think a lot of us were waiting for one of these outbursts Chris Mason of Mass Live wrote a piece called Antonio Brown Calls Out Tom Brady in an expletive-laden Instagram post, quote, imagine being hurt and having to play through this and being lied to. Here's what he wrote, some of what he wrote. Brown was reportedly unhappy with the number of targets he was getting during a January game in the Meadowlands, so he threw his jersey into the stands and left the field. Then last month, he accused the Buccaneers of trying to pay him $200,000 to, quote, go to the crazy house, unquote. Brown was asked if he believes he needs mental help, mental help of any kind. He said, quote, I have mental wealth, man. I know a lot of people may not understand me or know how I look at things or don't know how I react emotionally to things. But that's not for them to understand me. I've got a beautiful family, kids and people all across the world who look up to me. There's no reason that I'm in this position at this point, end quote. Now, this clearly isn't a good look for Brown, who has expressed a desire to play football again. 
He's now left four teams on bad terms, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the then Oakland Raiders, New England Patriots, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, make sure you head on over to Mass Live and uh, read Mason's entire article. I mean, I'm just going to ask, will Antonio Brown ever be welcomed back in an, to an NFL team ever again, right? That's the million-dollar question. Mike, Antonio Brown is still one of the best receivers in the NFL. However, let's say his off-field behavior and attitude has become a bigger liability than an asset. Will AB ever find another job, or is this it? I think honestly, this is one of the, this comment right here is one of the things that may very well be the final nail in the coffin. Because listen, you tr- you looked like you were trying to make amends with Tom Brady. You looked like you were trying to play nice, and yet again. Um, Let's let's just say AB Shadow manage manages to pop up yet again. You can't keep doing this. I'm I'm sorry. You may feel wronged, but at the at the very least, this is one of those times where you should just shut up if you want to keep playing in the NFL. And I hate to say it, but he's just not on good terms with the league right now, and, and with any of these teams, I don't think. And then you're trashing again the outgoing greatest player of all time it's just not a good look for, it's just not a good look for you it's petty so i'm i'm you i'm okay if he's calling out tom brady for what i call i don't know i guess what i see as logical reasons or there's some mm-hmm. validity to what he's saying then i'm sort of sitting there like okay i'm okay with this i don't care if you're tom brady if you're if you're not being a good guy then I'm not overly impressed with you, and I, I don't care what you accomplish on the field. However, like Tom Brady's the one who brought him back into the NFL, so it's just it's a really weird situation. Yeah, so the, this is one of my main things about this is no matter what may have happened in that game, like listen, Tom Brady got him his bonus last year. He force fed him in the the later playoff games to get him his like extra two million dollars or whatever it was by the end of the year and listen they still had one game to play and i think he needed like four more passes or something crazy like he was gonna get his money tom brady was gonna feed him the rock at some point and he just happened to explode then and there listen man your team needed you they were down chris godwin they were pretty nicked up gronk wasn't playing that well at that point he had just come back i you know i'm still of the mindset if they had a b they 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 were probably winning that nfc championship game so I don't know. There, there's just so many things here. Again, bad look for AB. I think, too, the one quote that really stuck out to me there in the story, and then we'll have to move on, but the one quote that really stuck out to me when he said, um, you know, Tom said he would throw if I came to play hurt. So let's just remove the play hurt. He said Tom right. would throw. Uh, I assume he meant to me, which kind of confirms what, I mean, Mike Evans talked about it last week and said, Antonio Brown wanted more of the football. Bruce Arian said he was upset because they wanted more of the football. Right. Um, now, Antonio Brown did release an x-ray today that looks like he's got a shattered ankle. It, it looks brutal. However, he kind of corroborated their stories today, um, considering that he said he's going to be filing a lawsuit for a lot of money against the Buccaneers. He just kind of collaborated what people are from the Buccaneers organization are saying, both from the uh, you know the team perspective, the coach, and now former teammates. He was upset because he right. wasn't getting the football. Right. He was upset because he wasn't getting the football. And listen, 
if that turns out to be true that his ankle was basically shattered and he was playing on it, that's one thing, right? We originally said that if he was playing hurt, that that was a little bit of a different story. We said this months ago when we covered the original news, but dude, you were jumping up and down off on your way off the field. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I've lost sympathy for him for, for multiple reasons. I have as well. The only thing that I will defend, and I've said this since the beginning, is doing some jumping jacks and jumping on the field is right. very different than cutting, planting your foot and, and doing some other sort of, sort of, and I, cause that was everybody's thing, right? Oh yeah. You look yeah. really hurt. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, when I had a torn ACL, there was a time that I could run up the stairs. I could run on pavement straight, but I couldn't cut to the right. You that's know what I mean? Fair. Cause yep. I just felt like the knee was going to give out. So I, that's the only place I'm going to defend him with every, and I want to make the point for anybody who's new to the podcast I initially initially came out on the side of Antonio Brown and Mike, you were kind of there too. Like we were both sort of looking at the butt. Now there's, there's things that we think are fishy yeah. about the Buccaneers organization and, and their player safety rules and their treatment um, yes. and them leaving Tom Brady off the list with the touring Man. MCL. But uh, we kind of came out in support of Antonio Brown, but as more things unfolded and we see more things like this, it's difficult to support the guy now. And I agree with you. It's, it's not yeah. a sympathy. We're going to move on to our final story of the day, and it's one that is near and dear to Patriot fans' hearts. Uh, there's an NFL writer that now believes the Patriots not only could, should trade Nikhil Harry this offseason. And if you are a New England Patriots fan, the 2019 NFL draft probably still haunts you. Uh, for the first time since taking over the team in the year 2000, Bill Belichick selected a wide receiver, in the first round of the draft. Pat's Nation was optimistic about what Nikhil Harry would bring to the offense. Three th seasons later, it's been anything but good. And Patriots fans are sick of waiting for Harry to start getting going. Now, Isaiah Hood of the Patriots Wire reopened those fresh rooms for Pat's Nation when he wrote an article called, quote, NFL writer believes that the Patriots should trade Nikhil Harry this offseason. Here's what he wrote, quote, Nikhil Harry is one of Bill Belichick's biggest draft busts in recent years. To make matters worse, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, McCole Hardman, D.K. Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, and Darius Slay are some of the receivers drafted after Harry. Adam Rank of NFL.com created a list of five big name players who should be traded this offseason, and Harry landed on it. The Patriots' top receivers currently consist of Jacoby Myers, who is going to be an unrestricted or is going to be a restricted free agent this year, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar. Help will be necessary, whether in the draft or through free agency this offseason, but Harry likely won't be a part of that crew. Now, of course, if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure that you uh, read the entire piece over on Patriots Wire. Anyways, the title alone seems to be the most obvious statement in the world. Uh, and I feel a little silly even asking everybody this question, but I want to hear from Patriots fans. Is it time for the Patriots to move on from Nikhil Harry by any means necessary? Mike, you've had very strong opinions about Nikhil Harry, as have I. Mm -hmm. Is it just time for the Patriots to move on from Nikhil Harry, and if they can't find a trade partner, just let him go? Yeah, so I think 
there are t- there are two ways to look at this. A, you want to trade him obviously because you want to move on from that cap hit entirely, even if it's a seventh round pick at this point, which is most likely what it's going to be. It's going to be something very low. Patriots fans shouldn't get their their hopes up for you know a third round pick or something like that. Second, you just cut him. You cut him. No pun intended. You cut bait. You move on. You look for the next guy. And I think that's what what the Patriots need to do here. Listen, we have Christian Wilkerson, who looked like he showed more in two plays than Nikhil Harry has shown in almost two years. And um, yeah, Nikhil, we're sorry, bud. We we gave you plenty of time. It's time to it's time to go. I do want to make a correction as well. Thank you to producer Mike. I did not mean to say Darius Slay, the cornerback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I meant to say Darius Slayton the wide receiver who was drafted after Nikhil Harry um, wasn't even my notes. This was directly from the article. I just read Slayton instead of slay. So my bad. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, I had, I'm going to be honest. I had a, a bit of an epiphany over the last few days. Um, some of you who watch the live show may see there's no live show anymore. Um, that's going to be on hold for a little bit. Um, I'm just going to say that I have some family issues that I need to deal with. I need to be a father right now, and and that's got to be number one. Um, But the reason I bring that up is over the last couple of days, one of the things I've been thinking about is, and I'm going to be even more blatantly honest with you, just because I went and watched the movie Marry Me last night, and I was watching kind of what Jennifer Lopez's character was going through in the movie, And it reminded me that the people that we speak about every day on the Dear Pats Nation podcast are human beings. Now, I have no illusion that Nikhil Harry is watching or listening to my podcast. However, it could end up in his hands one day. So I'd like to just be very blunt that I have no problems with Nikhil Harry the person because I do not know Nikhil Harry the person. But I think even Nikhil Harry can admit the player has been massively disappointing on the football field. And maybe he just needs a fresh start somewhere else to try to get somewhere. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's it. Right. And and his agent requested a trade last year. This isn't something that he, he should act surprised by. I think a fresh start may be good for him. He may see more success um, outside of new England, which would obviously would be good for him. And honestly, I think it's time for the Patriots fans and maybe the Patriots organization even to move past this draft pick and maybe just, to put it bluntly, getting him out of the building will do that. Wiping the slate completely clean. Right, exactly. Well, Producer Mike, that means that this show is over. So uh, thank you as always, sir. Always a pleasure, sir. And I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Have a good night. That's about it for the Dear Pass Nation podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at RayRouteWeb to stay up to date when all of our new content is released. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. That's D as in Derek, P as in Peter, N as in Nicholas underscore Ray. And you can follow producer Mike at MN underscore off topic. That's M as in Michael. That's N as in Nicholas underscore off topic. Uh, we've got all of your Patriots and NFL content covered. Why wouldn't you want to tune in daily? And maybe if you bug Mike enough, he'll give you his two-year plan. I promise at some point in the next couple of weeks, I will allow Mike some time on the podcast to present his two-week plan 
or two-year plan. Um, but he's got to do it in like four minutes or less. Uh, guys, don't forget that we're members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that we are doing over there, uh, as well as over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. If you are a fan of the Dear Pats Nation podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Uh, and you'll find the latest episode of the Dear Pat Station podcast, plus my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And if you're looking for exclusive Dear Pat Station content, head on over to our Patreon page and become a loyalty club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get the live video version of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. You get direct access to me. Send me a message and I guarantee I'll answer you. Your comments and questions are guaranteed to be answered on every episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Plus, every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all the Loyalty Club members. So for $5 a month, you get exclusive videos. You get your comments and questions answered, and you get the Friday Hangout. That's a great deal, people. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash dpnsports. That's it for the pitches. That's it for the content. We appreciate everyone who's listening from all over the world. Thank you, everybody, watching on Patreon. And never forget, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, You're legit, kid. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.